Good morning to Radha Kalachanji Dam. Good morning to all the assembled devotees, to those that are seen with the material eyes, and those, if we're fortunate enough, can be seen with the spiritual eyes. And that is very, very possible. Let's see, today is the, is it Monday, is it the 13th or the 12th? It is Monday, okay. May 13th, 2019, and we're almost at halftime in the, in the uh, year of 2019. You don't really realize how much time goes by fast unless you're a very mature young adult or a very mature senior adult. I claim both of them. I feel young at heart. Um, we're going to be reading from uh, Srimad Bhag- Bhagavatam, uh, Canto 12, Chapter 11, and we will do something a little different. I just wanted to go over the last uh, 27 to 30, but we're actually going to start on... Uh, Text 31, but before we do that, we must, absolutely must, have the blessings and the mercy of Lord Krishna, of, um, and hearing about his love for not only Radha, but for all of his children, all of the devotees. Sometimes we need to be reminded of it because we forget The world is moving so quickly, we forget that there's something called love, and we confuse it. Uh, We confuse it quite often with something that has to do with physical touch, and it's much more than that. And the other nice feature of Krishna consciousness, I'll, I'll reel this in in a minute, but the other nice feature of Krishna consciousness is that you actually get a chance to develop love of God and to see how that feels. And if you have felt it, there is absolutely nothing in the world that can compare to it. Which is why when you Sincerely commit yourself to devotional service or bhakti yoga and you follow the principles. That is one of the blissful boons or benefits of being conscious of God. There was a um, Christian prayer, I guess, some time ago when I was in... Uh, I guess they call it Christian Baptist Church. And the um, the main idea that they wanted to get across to the children in the choir is that God is love. And we kind of get away from that because some of us are not aware of those prayers or maybe have not had that experience. But God is love and anything relating to God ultimately is love. It may appear uncomfortable sometimes, but whatever it is that is happening to us is either because of past experiences, because of providence, or because of other individuals, but ultimately all of it is under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and it is with love that he does what he does. So let me get back on track. Let by singing Jayarada Madhava. I thought I was off track a little bit, Krishna Kripa. <laughs> Jayarada Madhava Kunjabi Hari. Jai 
মিঠাই গর হারিব 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 নিঠাই গর হারিব গর হারিব 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 নিঠাই গর হারিব চাই শ্রীল প্রভু ফাঁকি যায় You know, sometimes we forget how much mercy we have. Um, and we look at things around us. And maybe everything is not totally in sync with maybe what we think it should be. But if we sit still long enough and let Krishna do what Krishna does, Krishna perfects everything. Every single thing. We are a really good person. team here really good team and some people don't see it in the morning all the things that are going on um there are no shortages there are no lacks there is no lack of us pulling together as a team and i do appreciate that um for everyone that's uh coming to the morning programs afternoons the evenings um really appreciate you all and we need to say that sometimes um and uh and then the chuta comes in and he just does what he does so quickly and so well and it's like a, a well-tuned machine everything is just falling into place and all you have to do is have a desire say krishna this and krishna does it amazing So we are still covering Mark and Dearese's uh experiences and pastimes and initially um I think Vishnu Charan read the um text and he read through 30 but um I'm going to go back and read from 27 to 30 uh because maybe some people didn't hear it. Of course there's another reason why, but I'm going to stick with this. I'm sticking to this and this is my story. <laughs> uh but before we do that, uh <laughs> Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Right so canto 12 text 10 and I know that everything was covered from 27 to 30 but sometimes it's good to hear it again so um it's not on the board but just go with me on this um text let's see he did 27 okay 28 and 29 and 30 is what we're going to do and i'll just read it and um if some of you have your your text with you or uh internet uh you can repeat but we won't spend a lot of uh won't spend a lot of time on it not that it is an important but it's it's always good to have a refresher text 28 shimakandeya vacha ahoishvara leliyam duvibhavaya sarerinam yanamatishitavyani stuvanti jagat ishvara word for word shimakandeya vacha Shimarkandeya said Aho Ah Ishvara of the great lords Lila the pastime Iyam this Durvibhavya Bhavya inconceivable Sadiranam for embodied souls Yat since Namanti 
They offer obeisances. Ishitabiyane. To those who are controlled by them. Stuvanti. They praise. Jagat Ishwara. The rulers of the universe. Sri Markandeya uh, said, it is indeed, and this is the translation, it is indeed most difficult for embodied souls to understand the pastimes of the universal controllers. For such lords bow down to and offer praise to the very living beings they rule. Purport. In the material world, conditioned souls strive to lord it over one another. Therefore, they cannot understand the pastimes of the actual lords of the universe. Such bona fide lords have a wonderfully magnanimous mentality and thus sometimes bow down to the most qualified and saintly among their own subjects. This is interesting because I remember mm, 15, maybe 15 years ago um, in a different location um, we were welcoming a um, a sannyasi. And usually when we know that a sannyasi is coming, we greet them at the door, we give our dandavats. And this particular sannyasi caught mostly everyone off guard because this is something rare that you don't see as often, but it's kind of standard procedure when your heart is really in it. And let me not say so much that when your heart is really in it, but when you understand how precious the knowledge is that we have and when you understand Krishna consciousness and understand the nectarian culture of all that is. Long story short, when we were giving dandavats to um, the sannyasi, he dropped down to his knee, knees and he gave us dandavats. Now you could have bowled me over with a feather because that's like, wow! I mean, that it was so mind-blowing. But that is a quality of a, a, an elevated being. It can be considered a quality of an elevated being. Uh, with some of uh, my God family members... Across the board, regardless of who we took Diksha from, when we haven't seen each other in a long time, what we'll do is we'll give Dantavats to each other. And that is so sweet, that is so precious, and in a world sometimes where feelings and, and touching and things get so confusing, when you give dandavats, it's like the ultimate hug. It's like, that's love. At least that's the way I consider it. So um, I found that to be an interesting passage that was covered here. Going on. Text 29. Dharmam grahat yitam praya pravaktaras chadehinam Acharantianumandante Kriyamanam Stuvantija Dharmam Religion Rahatyatam To cause the acceptance of Praya For the most part Pravaktara The authorized speakers Cha And Dehinam for ordinary embodied souls. Acharanti. They act. Anumodanti. They encourage. Kriyamanam. One who is executing. Stuvanti. They praise. Cha. Also. 
And translation here is generally it is to induce embodied souls to accept religious principles that the authorized teachers of religion exhibit ideal behavior while encouraging and praising the proper behavior of others. Now that said a lot in these three lines. And what, let me read it again. Generally, what we previously mentioned is to induce embodied souls to accept religious principles that the authorized teachers of the religion exhibit ideal behavior while encouraging and praising the proper behavior of others. And and one way of abbreviating that is saying you either walk the walk or talk the talk, which means that uh, as I am, so are you, which also means that if this is what I'm preaching, I should be practicing it in front of you because it is a proper behavior. Now, that is how I'm seeing it, and I leave that totally open for discussion at the end. But I think even in um, even with this explanation, it speaks volumes of uh, of exhibiting proper behavior if you're trying to show someone how something is done properly. Okay, text 30. Netavata bhagavatam swamayamaya vrittibi nadushyantanu bhavasthaya mayane kuhakam yatta na not etavata by such a show of humility bhagavata of the personality of Godhead Swamaya of his own illusory energy. Maya consisting of Vrittadi by the activities Nadushyate is not spoiled Anubhava the power Tai by them Mayana of a magician Kuakam the tricks, yata, just as. And the translation here is, this apparent humility is simply a show of mercy. Such behavior of the Supreme Lord and his personal associates, which the Lord affects by his own bewildering potency, does not spoil his power any more than a magician's powers are diminished by his exhibition of tricks. And what I see this as saying is that even with this show of humility, it does not diminish the potency and the strength of the individual who is showing the humility. It does not take away. If anything, it heightens the power. Um, And I I don't want to use this improperly, but the importance of the individual and the strength of an individual. If you're able to be this humble, yet knowing you don't have to be, but you are anyway in sincerity, that's a pretty big move. That's as humble as If there's a difference of opinion between two people and you know the other person is wrong, but you're not going to make a big deal out of it because it'll come out in the end, you will humbly approach the situation as saying, forgive me, I may have, you know, you've got to tailor this so that it fits the situation, but you can ask for forgiveness Um, maybe there was a misunderstanding and I misunderstood something, so please forgive me. Or simply by saying, I'm sorry. That just cuts the legs off of an argument that's about to go out of control or get out of control. When someone does that, even though they they don't have to, 
It kind of takes the wind out of the balloon, and the balloon is usually someone who is totally disillusioned in their own importance of thinking that they're right all the time. But when you nip it in the bud and say, um, I'm sorry, there was a misunderstanding, or forgive me, or tailor it to the situation, but the ultimate understanding should be, you're sorry that this got to this point. Somebody has to be the big person. And I tell you, being that individual that exercises humility is a super big move. Going on to text 31 and 32. Shreshvidamanasa vishvam admananu pravishya yaha gunai kovabir adbati. Now that one I think is on, is on, okay, is on the board. Admana nu pravishya yaha gunahi kovabir abati kartava swapnadrikyata. Anyone would you like to repeat that? Sri Svedamanas first vishwam. Admana nu pravishya yaha. Gunayakubabiatpati Kevalayat Vittiyaya Gurava Brahma Murtaye Tasme Namo Bhagavate Trigunaya Gunatmane Kevalayat Vittiyaya Gurava Brahma Murtaye Sritsva Creating Idam This Manasa, by his mind, simply by his desire. Let me try that again. That should go on together. Manasa, by his mind, simply by his desire. Vishwam, the universe, Atmana, as the super soul, Anupravisha. Subsequently entering. Yeah. Who? Gunai. By the modes of nature. Kavadbe. Which are acting. Adpati. Appears. Kartaiva. As if the doer. Swapnadrik. A person who is seeing a dream. Yata, as Tasmai, unto him, Namaha, obeisances, Bhagavate, unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Tragunya, who possesses the three modes of nature, Guna Atmane, 
who is the controller, who is the ultimate controller of the modes of nature. Gavalya, to the pure. Advitya, who has no equal. Gurve, the supreme spiritual master. Brahmamurtaye, the personal form of the absolute truth. And the translation here is, I offer my obeisances to that supreme personality of Godhead who has created this entire universe simply by his desire and then entered into it as the super soul. By making the modes of nature act, he seems to be the direct creator of this world, just as a dreamer seems to be acting within his dream. He is the owner and ultimate controller of the three modes of nature, yet he remains alone and pure without an equal. He is the supreme spiritual master of all, the original personal form of the absolute. Purport. The Supreme Lord releases his material potencies, and by their interaction, creation takes place. The Lord remains aloof as the supreme transcendental entity. Still, because the entire creation unfolds according to his design and will, his controlling hand is perceived within all things. People thus imagine that God is the direct builder of the world. Although he remains aloof, creating through the manipulation of his multifarious potencies. The um, purports here, I mean the, uh, yeah, the text here, text 31 and 32, is kind of a description, if you will, of, let's use the ideal government. If we had an ideal government, we would have, okay, let's be nice. We have a person that is in complete control of everything that goes on, extremely powerful, but because and because of his power and potency, there are so many other things that he's capable of doing. What he does is he, what's that? He delegates. He delegates. Krishna is everywhere. Krishna does not have to have his personal form in front of you, but he is represented as the super soul in your heart. He's there. He's in every living being. And another way of saying that is that he is, it's a saying that you are in this world but not of it. Krishna is not affected by being part and parcel of you, but yet still he is in Krishna Loka. What that says is the Lord is so powerful, so extremely powerful, that he can delegate his potencies to various jivas, uh, to various Vishnu tattvas, jiva tattvas, 
and he will give them a particular potency. Now, what was being discussed is Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. And they all have equal potencies of, for Brahma, the creator. His potency is his is equivalent to the Lord's potency. Shiva, annihilation. He can annihilate just as well. That doesn't sound right, but he can destroy as well as the Lord. He has that particular potency. And Vishnu, maintenance. Vishnu has the potency of maintenance. The point is, they have been delegated to have these potencies, and the Lord gives it to them in full strength. Which means that even though it seems like the Lord is doing this and doing that, he has delegated the tasks to others, but yet and still he is doing it himself because these particular Mm, powers have been given this particular strength from the Lord, which means that it is all emanating from the Lord. Now, that was a very roundabout way of saying it, but it always looks like the Lord is here and the Lord is there. He is, but he isn't. His energies are there. The material energy, the Lord's material energy um, in the earth is considered. Individuals are considered. Uh, individuals of jivas are considered marginal energy because they can go, they can be either, um, I don't like to say good or bad, but they can go either way. But material energy, the Lord is never affected by is material energy, which means that he he doesn't become attached or touched or contaminated by the material energy. You can look at it as one way of saying the Lord has, if you weren't really thinking, you could say, oh, gosh, the Lord has someone else doing his dirty work. There is no dirty work for the Lord. When you are serving the Lord, any work that you do is extremely important, and it is extremely blissful, and it's pure. That's starting from cooking in the kitchen to washing the receptacles in the restroom to washing the floors. That is a very high service. It is a very, very high service. And we should never think that whatever it is we're doing for the Lord is lowly because whatever it is is for the good or the benefit of a particular situation. So what's being stressed here in text 31 and 32 is that as things are taking place um, and unfolding, the Lord is remaining aloof, separate from whatever is going on. But he is still the supreme energy that is behind it. Um, In another way, because years and years ago, okay, we'll say a couple of decades ago, was the last time I was in high school. And history, government history, was the most boring. It was extremely boring. But, you know, times have changed in how they're teaching the children now. They become a part of it, and they make it even more exciting. So the kids are catching on. At that time, I didn't care who the cabinet was. I didn't care who had more power, the the Senate or the House. But if you were going to describe this particular situation, you would say, again, that the Lord would be the president. Or let's go back to some some situation where it was a bit more pure and in the mode of goodness. During the time that Krishna was on the earth, was on earth, and kings had the importance of being the controllers, well, the king of a particular area, 
controlled everything, but he delegated. He delegated, but you knew that power was coming from the king. Now, nowadays, I guess the um, second in command, I guess that's considered the vice president, and then it goes down the cabinet, but long story short, it's putting emphasis on the Lord being the controller, yet remaining aloof of the situation. There are various ways to describe it, and it's been described in the past, um, but to go over it, and I've gone beyond it, to emphasize translation, text 31, the emphasis is, I offer my obeisances to that supreme personality of Godhead who has created this entire universe simply by his desire. And that's also another way of the Lord um, allowing something to take place and manifest just by the blink of an eye or a desire or a will. Things can happen. The Lord can manifest situations. Again, I offer my obeisances to that supreme personality of Godhead who has created this entire universe simply by his desire and then entered it to it as the super soul. And the super soul is in the heart, the paramatma. By making the modes of nature act, he seems to be the direct creator of the world, just as a dreamer seems to be acting within his dream. He is the owner and ultimate controller of the three modes of nature, yet he remains alone and pure without any equal. He is the supreme spiritual master of all, the original personal form of the absolute truth. And the emphasis here is that the Lord is the supreme controller. And it's amazing how sometimes we often forget how powerful the Lord is. When we're going through life and we're having a challenge, let's say you're stuck on the expressway, you're trying to get to work and the traffic is unbelievable, you're not getting through it. Um, Let's say you're in a relationship and you're trying to do the very best you can. What happens is when we have done everything that we can do, even on the expressway, you follow the signs of traffic, you follow the speed. When you've done everything else, step back from the situation and remember, ultimately Krishna is in control here. Krishna is in complete control. So sometimes we get become agitated because something's not happening our way. Maybe it's not supposed to happen exactly the way we want it to happen. And that's a, sometimes it's a big lump to swallow because we are so centered in me, mine, that we forget that other things are involved and we're not the center of the universe. We may be the center of our universe. But we're not the center of the universe, and we interact with others. And our actions can and does have an impact on others. So remember, Krishna is in control, even going out for the rest of the day. You'll come across a situation. You may be frustrated, but think, did you do everything that you were supposed to do? Did you do your best? Then step back, take a breath, and realize Krishna's in control. Allow him to control the situation, and you'll be amazed at how much pressure that takes off of you. It's very easy when you step outside of the doors of this temple to forget that Krishna's in control because out there, there's so much mass confusion and chaos it doesn't represent what we're what we know to be real and true and it's the power of the supreme personality and it's our relationship with him 
Sometimes we forget that when we walk outside the door. Don't forget your connection with the Lord because he does not forget it. So even though we're at halftime in the year, we're almost in June, half the year is over with, whatever it is that you wanted to accomplish, put it at the lotus feet of the Lord. Don't just say, okay, this is what's going to happen in my life, and that's that. Pray to Krishna. Talk to Krishna. Krishna, this is what I'm thinking about. This is what I'd like to happen. But you known me since time immemorial. We have always existed together. You know what is for my highest good. If what I am desiring is not for my highest good, please allow me to accept it and to step back and allow you to control the situation because you're going to do it anyway. Because if I try to do it, I'm going to bash my head up against the wall many, many times and be so angry and frustrated. We can be in such calmer dispositions when we understand we don't control, Krishna controls. We are trying to understand Krishna. Think about this. Even the demigods do not understand Krishna, and they have way more potency than we have. So sometimes you have to go with what has been written, and even though the scriptures are written, they are written based on experiences of those that have come before us. And they are lessons. And if we understand and listen to and take to the lessons and instructions, life does not have to be so frustrating. We'll understand that someone came before us and had more difficulties and issues than what we have now. But because Krishna knows, and he's allowed us to know that this is Kali Yuga, This is the age of confusion. He has given us a maha mantra to chant. If you can't do fire sacrifices, if you can't do various pujas, chant the Hare Krishna maha mantra. It is as potent and as powerful. And if that is the best you can do, do it. And Krishna will help you take the next step and the next step and whatever steps come after that. All you have to do is have a little faith. We have faith that we're going to breathe when we go to sleep. We have faith that when we lock the doors at night, no one is going to come in. We have faith that our needs and our wants are going to be taken care of by these corporations. We'll find out sometimes it will and sometimes it won't completely. But the point is, all you have to do is have a little faith in Krishna. And the old saying is, you take one step, Krishna will take two. Krishna will not be outdone by you giving him more love than he gives you because he wants to overdo it. And we should want it. We should really want it. And... um Reading the purport and ending here. The Supreme Lord releases his material potencies. And by their interaction, creation takes place. The Lord remains aloof as the supreme transcendental entity. Still, because the entire creation unfolds, According to his design and will, his controlling hand is perceived within all things. People thus imagine that God is the direct builder of this world. Although he remains aloof, creating through the manipulation of his multifarious potencies. He is the supreme controller behind All of these actions. And he doesn't have to lift a finger. Um, I'll end at this point. Um, 
Kim of Krishna Kripa, do you have any questions or comments that you'd like to share? Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, uh, for allowing me to come before you and to share any of the scripture or any of the nectar because this gives anyone that's up here an opportunity to keep learning over and over again. And I would encourage others to take a leap of faith and believe in yourself enough to know that when you reach out and your endeavor is is pure and it is in the service of the Lord, whether you think you can do something or not, all you have to do is have a little faith to believe you can and Krishna will take you the rest of the way. And that includes even being here and giving class. Um, you don't really do it. We have a supreme opportunity to be in front of the Lord doing it. So if anything needs to be checked, he'll check it. He will check it immediately. So it's a wonderful opportunity. But Kim, did you want to say something? You're going to put that mic up, right, so I can hear you. You have such a quiet voice. Is it on? Hi, Krishna. Hi, Krishna. Okay, good. We're there. Maharaji, thank you so much for giving class. Mm. You sing so beautifully, and you are so concise, and the point really comes through when you speak. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity Really, um, and I'm, I'm very thankful that you went back and reviewed those texts because, um, in text 29, it says that generally it's to induce, and then another word is encouraging. So to me, those words, sometimes I hang on words to get to that, what's it, really coming across in that word will induce you don't force something right help it but it will come gradually like that so it's not forceful and inducing it's helping what you're already doing like a labor if you induce Mm -hmm. a labor so you help that along to come along um and then uh, accept religious principles that the authorized teachers of religion exhibit ideal behavior while encouraging. So if you're exhibiting uh, ideal behavior and you're not puffed up, mm. you can encourage. Mm. So maybe to me that means there's ego is removed if you yes. can say Walk the walk and talk the talk like you say and encourage wow. others. Wow. So. That was very well put, Kim. You got it. What is it? Eureka. You got it. Gosh, it was good. Yes, exactly. Especially if you, your ego is totally removed. And you can tell when someone is doing something and it's phony. And you also know when it's genuine, and when it's genuine, it is more powerful, it is more potent, and to me, it's more touching. That just, like, touches the core. But we can say, we can talk scripture, I can quote slokas, I can pronounce it correctly, but if I don't, if I don't walk the walk, it means absolutely nothing. I've wasted your time and mine. And sometimes the best instruction is what you see as opposed to, here, put this, read this, you read this and then you'll get it. Let me see how it's done. You show me. And when you show me in such a way with humility and not a puffed up way, I'm going to grab that a lot quicker than if you had done it in a different manner. Kim, you got it. Thank you for sharing that. 
Thank you. That would that needs to be a well. I know it's recorded, but that needs to be remembered. Thank you. That's it. I'll do my best yes. to remember. Yes. Thank you, Krishna Kripa. You had a statement. Is on. What? What? Hare Krishna. Da. I, I had to pray to Krishna first, like you said. <laughs> I just, Krishna is just proving his point. <laughs> but um, I always like to use Prabhupada as an example for these things, because mm-hmm. when we see how the early movement was there, um, many of the Indologists, Harvey Cox and Basham and all of these people that would come and meet the devotees, mm-hmm. um, they were always amazed at how... The devotees in those early, early days knew very little about ah. our philosophy. They knew very little about our history. Mm. But they had complete faith in Prabhupada's example yes. and his yes. conviction. Yes. So what that means to me, and in reference particularly to what, what Bhaktin Kim was saying, whatever we don't understand... We should at least trust Krishna. Yes. And trust yes. those senior examples. Yes. Because they do it. Yes. Have that trust, even if you can't have faith personally, because you, you can't necessarily rectify it or justify it or it doesn't settle into your in- mm-hmm. intellect. Trust that these other personalities don't have that issue. And, and therefore we can follow them because they, they believe. Because one nice devotee that's very, very intelligent, he's a physicist, used to work for NASA doing flight dynamics for the space center before they put it up. Mm. Brilliant. He's, his consideration of Srila Prabhupada's books that every single statement is true. Mm. Whether we understand its truth or not, it is true and is the fact, mm. not a fact, the mm. fact. And, and it's, it's quite remarkable that that always plays into the picture. Yes. If we can accept it's, like that. That's true. Very good point. Very good point, Krishna Kripa. And, you know, reading Srila Prabhupada's books and reading about Srila Prabhupada, you came to accept that he knew what he was talking about because he lived the life. And that's an, a perfect example of instruction. He lived the life. He knew. He was confident. He believed in his spiritual master. Verbatim, word for word, he trusted it. And so many things, so many, I don't know if magnificent potencies or things happen for Srila Prabhupada because of his faith but when you that another benefit about having complete faith in the scriptures and in Krishna is that what can happen is the more you believe the more you have faith the more Krishna will reveal things to you and sometimes it's only specifically for you because somebody else may not understand it. And I found that out too. Little things that would happen and I would share it with people. It would be like, oh, who do you think you are? You, you, you have this experience. Well, that's when I begin to understand there's some things that Krishna wants only you to know. But he's letting you know that he is real. What he does and what has been said is real. And he's showing you. And the more you have faith, the more you keep the disciplines, the more you practice, the more he will show you. And I'm telling you, there are times when it's so much, it's like, it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming, but it's like nothing you've ever had in the world. And if anything, anyone that is just coming to it, and Kim, you've been in for a while, so you're like a, a seasoned soul. But if you are in it long enough, you are going to begin to see things. And when you do, 
you hang on to it because that's not even the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more that can be revealed to you. Because in the Bible, I think there's a saying, there's so much I have for you. And they never really go into it, but here we understand, we really understand what they were saying. There is so much more the Lord has for us. But do your duty, do whatever it is you're supposed to do, and what you need will come to you. But do it in such a way that you don't expect anything. When you love someone... You don't need anything from them. Just let me love you. Because that makes me happy. And ultimately, if the object of your affection is the proper object of your affection, you're going to get some reciprocation. And with Krishna, there is no doubt. So thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, both of you, for being here. Uh, it always enlivens the class. Always. So we'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Pramananda.